Stupid oh, bump. Man. Man, man. God, man. God, look Dude. at this. We are so What'd you do? Hey, we'll buy you a new one. Yeah, let's get you a new one. No, no. Buy you Polish it, dude. What can we do? Do you need a new one? Are you kidding me, man? This bumper. This, this bumper's gonna go on the wall of my garage, carnal. I'm gonna put a little sign under it. It's gonna say, this bumper was pulled off by the bus of Salinas. I mean, anything for Salinas. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And I'm your host, Peter. For this episode, we are reviewing the 1997 biopic, Selena. Uh, joining me on this is my buddy, Chris. How you doing, Chris? What's going on, man? And also, I have uh, Justine and Brittany from It's About Damn Crime. How you doing, ladies? Good. <laughs> oh, look at that. In unison. Did you guys practice that? or? <laughs> Just it happens naturally for us now. Naturally, always <laughs> yeah, on point. Uh, well, I invited twinsies. you ladies on because you you also you're twinsies. <laughs> um, now you two also did an episode on Selena and you know her murder. Um, so um, you know it's a great show. You guys are super hilarious. But tell the listeners a little about uh, about what you guys do uh, over at It's About Damn Crime. Go ahead, Brittany. Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so we wanted to do. You know, it's all a true a true crime podcast. That's what we do. Um, but we wanted to do something different um, because me and Justine, we work at like, you know, um, nine to five jobs in a cubicle. So we wanted to do and we listen to podcasts all day. Mm-hmm. So and we like true crime. Um, so we decided to take a little spin on it and we focus on minority cases because that's because me and Justine are both Mexican uh, Americans, so we don't hear a lot of people of color cases yeah, on true crime color- podcasts. Exactly, it's all uh, <laughs> white women, yeah. <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. But yeah. we wanted to do something different. Yeah, so. representation so matters even in true crime. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I um I came I stumbled upon it because uh, I'm a friend of Noelle. Uh, Justine, you were on her show. No, um, you know, How on Life. And yes. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, true crime. And I know Noelle is a big fan of true crime as well. Hey, Noelle, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> and so I, I listened to y'all's show. And I think aside from Serial, you know, everybody knows Serial. Uh, I think you guys were like one of the very first ones I, I thought I'd give a shot. And I found you guys super hilarious. And I, I want to say <laughs> that you are one of three true crime shows I actually listen to. And you're the only one that, that is actually funny. So... You know, people that are listening to these cases, it's it's very serious. You know, it's um, they're they're kind of downers. You guys bring some levity to your coverage. You know, you guys are you guys make all these funny jokes. Uh, Brittany, I told you, I love that the DJ joke you kept on talking about. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it. People just need to listen to that episode. It's I, I just I was laughing out loud, and I I too have a. I don't want to call it nine to five because it's like nine to eight. You know, whenever I get done, it's super crazy. But I'm also constantly listening to podcasts and I'm out on the streets. And so often people just kind of look over at me like, well, what's that guy laughing at or whatever. So it's, uh, it's a great time. You guys have a great dynamic. Definitely check you guys out. Um, now, Chris, you, now you, you don't podcast. So I don't know if you have anything to pimp out. Uh, Chris is uh, an army buddy of mine. We met about 16 years ago. Um, Chris here is a native of San Antonio. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so, um, you know, you requested that I do this after listening to my La Bamba coverage, um, but also, so, yeah, so here, thank you. Uh, we definitely have some ties, you know, surrounding all of this, uh, the, the Selena story and Selena uh, herself. I was born in Corpus Christi, you know, for so listeners of this show you know, may have heard me mention that. Matter of fact, I mentioned it in La Bamba too, because I think Lou Diamond Phillips went to school in Corpus Christi. Sure. So it's kind of cool, like all these synchronic- uh, synchronicities, you know, whatever. So we got San Antonio representing Corpus Christi. Then we got ladies who uh, cover uh, true crime. So um, I think that's pretty yeah, much Yeah, to add it. to the true crime, though, uh-huh. 
Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if you remember, uh, Peter, but I'm actually a criminal investigator for for the army. Yeah, CID. So, you oh, are CID. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> you know, talk. Yeah, so I deal with true crime every day. Nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, can can you talk a little a little bit about that and how you got into that? Because when when we first met in 2001, we were both doing patient admin. It's funny because since yeah. then we both went in different directions. I actually became an armor slash su- supply specialist, and um, okay, you know, I'm glad that you stuck in. So I'm super proud of you that that you continued your career Thanks. and CID man. That's that's freaking crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, I was, so as Peter mentioned, we did patient admin. So basically, it's the medical record side of the army, whatnot. And then I, would, I did that for a few years as a reservist and I went active duty. So after a couple of years, I ran across a CID agent, a warrant mm. officer who was getting ready to retire. Mm-hmm. He pretty, pretty much recruited me. I had no idea what it was other than, you know, we're the equivalent of everybody knows NCIS, but we're the army version. Or the you know army's version of FBI and whatnot. So we deal with all felony crimes within the army or anything that has a DOD nexus to it. So from deaths, sexual assaults, um, you know, larcenies that meet a certain dollar dollar amount. But it's a it's a pretty interesting job. It keeps us keeps me busy, um, and that's what I'm still doing out here in in Germany. Yeah, man, that is awesome. Yeah, that's uh, quite a different path that we both took. I was re- really surprised because, you know, we uh, at some point, you know, we we kind of lost touch. And by the powers of Facebook, you know, we yeah. were <laughs> able to kind of reconnect. <laughs> and, you know, we've been posting a lot of pictures from when we were babies, you know, uh, back when we were like 18 years old. Uh, so those were really nice to see. And and yeah. it was crazy because, uh, you know, you mentioned you were uh, you went active duty and you know, so uh, it was there was definitely a lot of uh, catching up to do for sure. So um, yeah, so that's awesome. So before we get into the movie, uh, one of the things that I do do on the show is I kind of take a look back at when this movie released and kind of kind of look at like, the number one song in movies that also count. So when Selena came out March twenty first, nineteen ninety seven, the number one song was "Wanna Be" by Spice Girls. If you wanna be my What? Great song. I love that song. Negative. If it wasn't so early, we would sing for you. It's never too early. It's way too early. (laughs) Now, my favorite Spice Girl song is To Become One. Hey, that's a good song, too. I feel like every Spice Girl song is a good song. They were pretty good. A little, I don't want to say I don't have a favorite Spice Girl song. No, you don't have like a go-to at the karaoke. So you you don't do like to become one. No. Oh man. No, no, no. Spice up your life. Sorry. Oh, that's a good one too. <laughs> All right, and um, also the Selena was number two in the box office that very weekend, just right behind Liar Liar. Hey, I love that movie. I'm sure people remember that one. And two other movies that didn't even make six figures, so I'm not going to mention them. So the weekend of March 21st, we got Liar Liar and Selena coming out that very same weekend. Not bad. Dang. I don't think I've ever seen Liar Liar. What? Really? With Jim Carrey? Yeah. Oh, my I gosh. I suck at watching movies. <laughs> You're lying. No. <laughs> Justine, you are a liar liar. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Dad, dad, dad <laughs> jokes. Um... But I mean, I think Liar Liar is pretty good. Uh, I I don't know if it'd be like top five Jim Carrey movies, but it's it's good. It's one of his classics. It did very well. It it made 181 million, and compared to Selena, it, uh, Selena made 35 million. Oh dang! Oh dang! Kicked her, kicked her butt. Well, you know what? That's gross. So if you're looking at the weekend alone, Liar Liar made 31 million and 11 million for Selena. Mm. So a lot, a lot closer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just shows that Liar Liar went on to become this really big thing, making another a lot of money, 100, another 150. Uh, you know, over the years, last 20 years. So oh, so that's another thing. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Selena too. So that's kind of cool. Oh, that makes me feel very old. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well. I'm older than you guys. Now, here, here's the thing. Um, uh, I'm older kinda, than all three of you. <laughs> you well, not by much. You're just a, you're, you're just a few months older than me. A few months. Just a few, yeah, months. A few months. So, um, from from you know my little research here, Yolanda, uh, Chris, and I, I think we were both older than Yolanda was when she murdered Selena. Oh, wow. So put that in perspective and it's kind of crazy because like i haven't looked up many pictures of her and i'm just like how does she look the way she does because she doesn't look 34 in the pictures i keep finding um, no she doesn't 
So I'm not sure if that's something we'll get to, but I'm just like, this, that woman looks a lot older than 34. Yeah. She's an ugly hag. She is an ugly hag. So gross. <laughs> She's disgusting. <laughs> I like it. All right. So we'll kind of go ahead and get into this. Uh, uh, Brittany, we'll start with you, but uh, do you have like a history with this movie? Um, what, what do you remember, you know, like when it released or uh, any any connections with Selena? Um, the first time I actually heard about Selena was through the movie. I think I was, oh, I don't even know how old I was. I think I was seven, eight. I'm not too sure. Okay. I was, I was young and, but um, yeah, I watched it and it, I just, cried i was like so <laughs> sad and then um i think my mom or my grandma told me you know about selena and then i just became obsessed with her music i bought a selena doll um and if you buy a <laughs> selena doll you can send in like i think there was like a little like proof of purchase tab that you can send into the family with like 20 bucks and they send you like a poster <laughs> And I even did that. So I just think she... Nice. Did you hang it above your bed? I did. Oh. Actually. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> I played with the Barbie all the time. Even my mom was you like... played with it? My mom was like, don't... Yeah, I did. I know. My mom was like, don't take it out of the box. Don't take it out of the box. And I was like, mom, I'm seven. I love Barbies. This is what I do. So, of course, I had to get out of the box and play with it. Now I it's lost forever. I don't even know where it is. Um, but yeah, I felt like a major connection because she was the first Latina to make it in the Tejano industry. It was all men, you know, and she worked hard at it and she didn't know Spanish, you know, English was her first language and that's me. I mean, I don't even know any, I don't know any Spanish, but she learned it, you know, to, um, make a career and that's what she did. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's something um, amazing for anyone to do. I mean, just imagine somebody from like Mexico, for example, uh, Spanish is their first language coming in to learn to sing in like English phonetically and, and making it big. That's basically what she did. You know, so yeah. maybe she didn't, uh, I mean, I, I guess she, from, from what we see in the movie, um, she does understand the lyrics because her dad's feeding it to her. But but even then, she's only singing, and I think she learns it phonetically. So I don't think yeah. the movie shows that part, but I think that's how it goes. Chris, maybe, maybe you know? Um, yeah, so English was her first language, as uh, it was mentioned. Uh, but to, to caveat Brittany also, I actually still have my Selena doll in a box. <sighs> I never played with it. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, <laughs> and that's also the first time I've said that publicly. So, um, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I still have it. Uh, I'll never get rid of it. I'm sure my wife wants to get rid of it, but I won't do that. Uh, but going get back, get rid of it? No. Yeah. You gotta see how much no, that's worth right yeah, now. She, yeah, it's, it sells on eBay. I think for like maybe seventy five dollars. That's it. Something. Uh, maybe oh, more. Crazy. Yeah. So, but going back to originally, as far as like the connection to Selena. So I remember seeing because growing up in San Antonio, the Hano music was a big thing. Uh, you know, it was a growing genre of, of music back then. Uh, and I did see her live at the Market Square, which is, oh, nice. uh, one of the venues, outdoor venue that a lot of musicians play at, um, year round. So I remember seeing her real, real vaguely. Like, it's like almost like a dream now when I sort of envision it. Um, that was the only time I ever saw her live. In reference to the movie itself, I did go to the, I did attend the, the portion of the movie that recorded the Selena live concert part, the Houston Astrodome portion, they record they recorded that at the Alamo Dome in '96. It was like September '96 is when they were recording the movie or filming the movie, and they put out a big audition or a casting call type thing for anybody and everybody who wanted to come into the Alamo Dome to try to fill all the seats to be ready to be able to record that scene that she did at the Houston Astrodome for the rodeo. So there's about 30 plus thousand people. Um, we waited in line around midnight the night before and we were there for the, rec for the filming of that big scene. Uh, the scene where the, the stages rotates. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Um, yeah, that one. So I remember that scene very well because I was there all day <laughs> while they filmed it. All right. Uh, what about you, Justine? Um, I think Selena is like the only movie that I've seen multiple times in the movie theater when it came out. Um, 
Oh, I wow. was probably, how old was I in 97? Like nine, ten-ish. Um, I grew up in a mostly uh, white neighborhood, so there wasn't a whole lot of other Hispanic girls running around like myself. Uh, so f- to me, it was so cool to see that there was someone who was brown like I was, who was famous and killing, you know, the music scene. And it was just someone to relate to. And then also that she wasn't a Spanish speaker because I'm also not a Spanish speaker. Um, And that she was so accepted and loved because I I know we both get a lot of hate for not speaking Spanish. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just, she was, you know, someone to look up to who looked like me. Which was huge. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I have made you know um, that very same kind of comparisons to like with me growing up. There's not a lot of well represented Asians in film, you know. And so when mm-hmm. I was growing up, you know, I was a fan of uh, Dante uh, Basco, who was Rufio. You know, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., who was in like The Last Dragon, a bunch of things, and they weren't very prominent. Even Rufio, you know, yeah, he was a small character, but he didn't have like a huge role in Hook, but I never really had anything. <laughs> so Disney movies, like Aladdin, it goes, he's like Asian adjacent. So I can, you know, <laughs> I was like, I kind of like Aladdin because he kind of looks like me. So yeah, I, so I don't know. I guess I always kind of liked the, like, La Bumba. That's like my favorite biopic, you know? And I'm just like, well, Richie Valens, he's brown. You know, I'm some kind of color like that, too. So I never really had that, too. But with Selena, I only, I really only knew her two big hits, right? So I, I didn't know her, you know, before her death like that uh, at all. It was covered up here as well. But I think being on the West Coast, it was a little overshadowed by uh, the death of Easy e as well. You know, so um, mm. in my early teens, I grew up a huge Bone Thugs and Harmony fan. And, you know, Easy es the one that signed them. And so when he passed away, that that was all within the same week, right? If if I'm not mistaken, just a few days before Easy e had died and then uh, Selena was murdered. So I, I definitely saw some coverage when I was younger. Uh, at this time, I was almost, so let's see, she died, what was it? Um... 95. 95. Oh, wait, when did 95? March. March. Okay, see, so I I had just turned 12, right? So I wasn't watching a whole lot of news. And when I had the news on, I do recall um, seeing, like, the standoff and everything. So just really brief stuff. So not a whole lot of coverage, you know, not like uh, from what you said, Chris. But the movie, I've seen maybe once or twice, like, on TV in passing. I didn't go check it out in the movie theater or anything like that. Um you know, this was also like a, a time where I didn't go to the movie theater too often. Uh, but later on this year, Titanic would rule like the freaking, you know, box office as well. So <laughs> so we got that. Um, so we'll we'll go ahead and start with like initial thoughts of the movie. Uh, Brittany, I'll st- we'll start off with you. But I don't know when's the last time you've seen the movie. But uh, what's your overall thoughts? Uh, if, you know, does it still hold up to you or anything like that? Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen the movie. I actually wanted to watch it. um I wanted to watch it, but you know, before this interview, but um, I didn't get to watch it. But I know it like the back of my hand because I've seen it a million times. <laughs> um, I think it holds up. Um, I still cry at the end. It still gets me. So I think that counts. Like, um, it just I feel like Jennifer Lopez did an amazing job. Um. I don't know. I and what I like about the movie is that there's not a lot of things that are untrue. Like it, it, it's really close to her real life. Um, there's a few things that are different, but um, I mean, I feel like it holds up. I love that freaking movie. Yeah, I think you know, with her dad having a hand, you know, in the production of this movie, mm-hmm. um, it, that's that's probably why it, it is the way it is. Yeah, it is for sure. Um. I know he didn't he want like something about the direct the director he wanted a specific director yeah he didn't like the director I feel like he's a huge control freak which is fine oh we see that in the movie too <laughs> yeah <laughs> we see that in the movie it's uh, definitely true so, yeah, yeah th- something that did kind of um got me excited was I I saw that uh, Luis Valdez also wanted to direct who did La Bamba. And so I kind of wonder, you know, like, could it have been a different movie? Actually, I know it would have been a different movie, uh, having, you know, reviewed La Bumba myself. 
But um, I guess, uh, you know, I didn't even go through like uh, our cast and stuff like that. But the the writer and director, uh, Greg Gregory Nava, I, I guess he really wanted this project, you know, um, so much so that he convinced Abraham that he was the guy. So kind of just into what you were saying, like this, this wasn't even the guy. I don't know if I saw like who Abraham really wanted, but, you know, a couple of my initial thoughts off the, off the bat. First off, I, I felt this movie was made too soon, you know, after her death. I mean, they, the production started the same year. Um, I understand there were other documentaries and other filmmakers that wanted to kind of, I, I hate to say this, but capitalize on on her career and and the death. Um, and her family felt that it was important that they told her story, you know, from their perspective and, you know, do it the way they want to do it. I think for a storytelling, for the, I I felt that, okay, I'm going to reserve some of my comments real quick because I think it's going to be a very unpopular one. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like me and Chris here might bump some heads. Um, Chris, I, why don't you go ahead and, and jump in with some of your thoughts first? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of criticism uh, with, towards the family in reference to what you mentioned, Peter, that it was very it was very soon or so after, uh, after her death they did the movie. Um, I believe Warner Brothers approached the family like, later part of 95 the same year of her death with the with the script or whatnot and the and i've seen other interviews with the f different various family members saying you know the whole reason why we wanted to do the movie or why we did, why they did the movie at that time was because they wanted to do, do selena justice and her story justice and not have all these uh untruths so to speak out there uh and they wanted to be part of the movie so that's why they were so uh so stern on on you know Picking out the director, picking out the actors, uh, picking out who was going to play who and whatnot. So, yeah, like, as y'all mentioned, you know, uh, Greg, Greg Renava wasn't their first choice. I wasn't sure who was, but, um, and then, you know, Abraham, he was definitely set on him being part of the whole process. So he was in, even in a, an executive producer, a producer on the movie. So he had, you know, him and the family and the husband had a very big role in it. But I think at the end of the day, overall, they did a great job in the movie. Um, it's not necessarily my favorite movie, uh, even though I'm a huge Selena fan. It's just, it has some cheesy parts to it, but J-Lo did a great job. You know, my favorite scenes of all the movie, throughout the movie, are just all the scenes of all the performance, all the singing, the dancing, the costumes and whatnot. Those are the scenes that, that I sort of gravitate to more, more so than, you know, the love scenes of, or the, the romance scenes between Selena and her, to be, her husband and the big ring between the family. But uh, there was a lot of criticism, though. Um, like I said, growing up in, in Texas, South Texas, whatnot, a lot of that was on the news as the movie was being made. And the fact that they they casted J-Lo, a Puerto Rican, who was, you know, a non-Mexican to play that part was a big, big deal. But I think J-Lo was yeah, definitely she the perfect. from the block. Yeah, she was a perfect <laughs> match, though, at the end of the day. <laughs> so oh, yeah, she did great, though. Mm -hmm. What about you, Justine? Uh I think that uh, Abraham's first choice for director would have been himself. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'd probably play himself, too. He's like, could I, I play the older version no, of myself? He, he wanted Andy Garcia to play him. Oh, oh that's oh, funny that they, they they drop a Andy Garcia like reference in the movie, too. Oh, did they? I didn't even catch that, oh, yeah. I think I remember that. Yeah, I think it was like a, a like um, on a bus ride, and I I think it's just one of those shots that it just shows a oh, bus yeah, driving, yeah, yeah. and and you hear like a like a like a, a voiceover, you know? It's like, oh, I think Andy Garcia is gonna be there, or, <laughs> or do you think Andy Garcia is gonna be there? Oh, it was so. when she was getting ready for the she was getting ready to go to the Grammys. I think they were talking about. Oh yeah, if she was gonna I win think that's not. what it is. Yeah, right. I don't know. I think it was it was a little cheesy of a movie, um, and I think if maybe the family had been. A little removed. I don't know. I understand. Like, that's their loved one. She's gone, you know, tragically, and they want her story told their way. So, like, I understand. But maybe it would have been a little grittier had they been removed. Just a little further removed. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. But I, I love that movie. I Every time it's on a – is it TBS? TNT? One of those stations plays know, it, like, sure. every – Three weeks <laughs> on the clock. <laughs> if I have the TV on yeah. and uh, I have cable currently, then I watch it. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, Jesse and I, I completely agree with you that the, um, that the family had too much. Oh, I'm sorry, Abraham had too much hand in this movie. Um, this movie starts off about him. It's about him mm-hmm. as yes. a young yeah. artist. I, I hate that part. Himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't need that. Start us off with a young Selena. Yeah. Abraham, yeah. we because here here's my huge criticism. Um it's I understand that they're trying to tell her story. It sounds like Abraham wants the world to see his struggles and why he is the way he is with his family. Mm-hmm. Um they show us the young El, uh, is it Eldinos? Los Los Dinos. Los Dinos. Yeah. Los Dinos. Uh, it shows the young versions of them, and they go to this audition, and and the man finds out that you know they're Latino, and it's like, oh no, here here's ten bucks. Sorry for your troubles. Okay. And then we get young Selena. She hears her dad playing the guitar in this room during a party, and she goes in. And then he tells her that story. Like we we just saw it. Like you know, pick <laughs> one or the other. Don't show us yeah, and then yeah. tell us that it just happened. Like double tapping. Yeah, it's just like that, that's that's my criticism because they uh, again Abraham is d- thinks that the audience isn't getting the message that you know they have to work that much harder. I love the scene where he goes, look, you know, we're like, basically he's saying that they're in betweenies, you know, the, the Texas, the, gosh, the Texas Mexicans or I'm, I'm going to mess this up. So Mexicans have to work harder than Americans. Americans have to work harder. Yeah. Like that whole scene. Exactly. So they, they won't quite be accepted fully from, you know, from either part. So that why, that's why they have to work even harder. There's ways of, you know, conveying that and not having to tell us in these heavy dialogue scenes. And that's another criticism, uh, uh, criticism I have is that a lot of the, the, the scenes with, um, people is just like super heavy dialogue that I think it takes away from Selena being a person and also a musician. Um, though they show us a lot of the family, I don't think we got enough family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just got too much Abraham, you know, like I could have used more <laughs> yeah. of the mom, you know, the mom was played by, uh, Constance Marie. Uh, let's just go ahead and go through the, uh, the cast. We already mentioned, uh, JLo plays Selena, Edward James almost, uh, as Abraham. Great. He's Edward James almost is great in everything. Oh, yeah. Amazing. That. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I was scared of him. I was scared <laughs> of him. Me too. Um, <laughs> I, I had flashbacks to my youth. I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, that's it's, it's like my dad almost. Uh, John Seda plays Chris Perez, who uh, great ends actor. up being her husband. Mm-hmm. Handsome guy. You know, love the hair. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Jacob Vargas, one of my favorites as well. He plays the brother, A.B., you know, and I continue uh, on, you know, checking out A.B.'s um, actual music, too, like Cumbia Kings and all that stuff. I'm a fan of, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of their songs. Uh, Lupe Ontiveros plays um, Yolanda, what's her last name again? Saldivar. Saldivar. Sure. Yeah. I guess it really doesn't matter because she doesn't deserve any type of credit. She actually died already. The actual actress passed away. I, I did see that she was like sixty seven or something, or she was she was yeah, still kind of sure. young. Um, well, she was fifty four when she played. Yeah, that's Yolanda. crazy. Twenty years older than yeah. the actual actual yeah. person. So that's why I, I don't know. She just so that was surprising to me when I did the research and saw that the the, the actual woman she was thirty four when that all happened. I was like, man, that's my age. Um, but Jackie uh, Guerra uh, plays Suzette, you know, her sister. Um, yeah, I think. The um, Suzette and uh, AB, I think they they were both great. A little underused. Same thing with the mom. Mm-hmm. She's kind of there to kind of like yeah. be the backbone. Uh, but I think there wasn't enough balance between uh, the, the the mom, um, uh, Marcella. Sorry, I forgot her name. Yeah, yeah, Marcella. See, uh, underused, right? So we she had like a couple great scenes, but Marcella was underused, especially when you got Abraham just all up in the mix. All up in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I wish I would have seen the brother, the sister, and the mom way more than Abraham. AB has a... AB's. I mean, he he wrote and produced the majority of some of his music. So, yeah. you know, they show they show the one, mm-hmm. scene in the, uh, the one scene in the bus where, like, the brother and Pete Asadio are creating the Como La Flor song. And, you know, they did create that song. But it just shows, you know, they, they create a lot of her music on that bus. Uh, so to be able to show that with the brother, I think it would have been great. Like you said, Peter, like they should have focused more on the on the siblings, the mom, more so just the dad. Yeah, 
uh, again. And that would have been interesting to see, like, his A-B side of it. Like, he's obviously extremely talented to see that creativity more than Abraham looking angry at the driving the bus. You know, know, and and kind of to touch on the siblings, Suzette, I I feel like the actual Suzette, she might have been standing there, you know, with Abraham. And it's like, can I get a line or something? Can you mention that? I don't want to play the drums at first. You know, can can I get something? And so they threw that in because that that seemed a little shoehorn. I mean, I don't know. It's it's pretty realistic when she's just like, girls don't play the drums. But that's like, that's all she really had. Because aside from that, she's really... Like, you could have told me that the character of Suzette was, like, a friend. Like, you know, I didn't really quite get that sisterly vibe from them. Yeah. You know, like, they could have been just very close friends or even bandmates. But I do like the scene where, um, like, it's shortly after Chris auditions, you know, to be part of, of the band. And they're like, oh, you got to do something with the hair. And then they have this, like, Encino Man montage, <laughs> right, yeah. of, tr- like, cutting his hair and then uh, Selena comes by. The Guns N' Roses song. Yeah, you know, exactly. And then uh, Selena comes down and says, like, oh, so, so what do you think? And she's like, oh, he's hot, you know, or whatever. Like, okay, you know, I could kind of see something there that they, maybe they're sisters. But other than that, I, I'm not I'm not getting it. Yeah, she wasn't around a whole lot. But maybe, th- I mean, maybe that is true to life, though. Abraham wanted to be the star, too, a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah he was definitely living vicariously through her. Um yeah. Man, I just I just keep thinking back to like the, the the whole production of this movie. I understand that he wants to tell, like, uh, you know, the tr- the quote unquote true story. They didn't want anybody else to tarnish, you know, her legacy or whatever thereafter. But for what he wants to do, I felt like it could have served better as a documentary. You know, mm-hmm, if you want to mm-hmm. be a little bit more truthful, for something like this in. In trying to introduce to the world who may, who may not known her at that moment, I felt it should have been in the hands of somebody. And then you also sitting there, not really going over the script and you know making changes and like you got to have a hand in things, but don't control everything. You know, um, I keep bringing up La Bamba. La Bamba made some some changes as well, and they also had uh, 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 the mom. Uh, consult on the movie. I, I don't think she had like a huge hand in it, like Abraham. But even this movie is produced by by their studios, you know, their their music studios. Um, but La Bamba took liberties, made some changes to to tell an interesting story, a more interesting story. Though it may be non factual at some points, I think it engages the audience a little bit better. For this one, this does what I. Didn't criticize La Bamba about, but said that if they went this way, it could have, you know, it, it could have been bad. I think what Selena suffers from is telling a, I hate to say this, but for lack of a better word, lack of a better phrasing, a vanilla story. Like, she's too good, right? She's great with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not seeing much of the struggles. That's why I want a little bit more of her and Chris and the whole Abraham like dynamic, I, I I do like that, Chris. I I know you saying that you enjoy the performances. Those are all great. Those are always great in all biopics. But tell us the struggle. And it sounds like Chris Perez didn't really quite have a hand in much of this at all, except for showing his hands playing the guitar riff, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's yeah that was the only really part. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. I get. I think he. I think he he went in. So he sort of backed off the whole like process. It was too um, soon. It was too you know, soon. I, he had a he. Yeah, he. Re- he he wrote a book a few years back, um, and I read that as well. He talks about about the whole movie process and whatnot, and so he he tried to re, uh, remove himself as much as possible from the whole movie making process of it. And he had to the actor John Cena had to like sort of convince him to come down to that scene, and then further convince him to to actually play the guitar for that scene. But yeah, did now what was the reasoning behind that? Did he say that it was was it? He was just too close to it, or was it him and Abraham still still bumping heads? I I don't know. I, I would say both. Um, I I think him as the husband, you know, being just dealing with the tragic loss of his wife, it was it was still fresh, right? As it was to as as it was to her family, as it was to many of her like really hardcore fans. Um, the fact that they're making this movie, you know, less than a year after her passing. Um, so it would be totally understandable for anyone to want to have to be part of that or to be part of that process and, and not having a hand. But I, I think it boils down to the father just overall, once again, just having, you know, 
the biggest thing what's going on because he wanted the scenes of of her getting married removed that was a big part that he didn't want in the story because he, he felt that um it would give the wrong portrayal as far as you know for young females young girls so it's not okay to get married so young and then i think he wanted the whole bus scene removed where the dad is like you know enough of this you know you will not be seen together i'm not having this um when they're like hey i love him dad and, and whatnot so there's a lot of there's some scenes some big hardcore scenes in there that make the movie that he wanted removed. See, and and you're not telling the truthful story. That that's the stuff that we want to see. You know, we we um, yeah. th- there was things that I I thought that maybe had been removed. Like I felt like there was a deleted scene where after um, it was after discovered by one of the Los Dinos. You know, when when he like bumps, runs into them, I don't know if they were. Uh, they were on the bus, right? And I think one of the uh, Los Dinos, he opens up the door and sees them, like, hugging or kissing or something. Yeah. And then shortly after, it cuts to, like, Selena going up to Chris and it's like, you know, why are you acting like this? And I'm like, did we miss something? Like, uh, I, I felt that we, we were missing scenes where he is starting to, like, I, I don't know if he was confronted by anybody else, but um, maybe, like, a change in behavior uh, on Chris's part and... And then she starts to take notice, but I, I felt like it would, it cut straight to her confronting him about his uh, his change in behavior, and I just thought that kind of came out of nowhere. Did anybody feel like there, we were missing some scenes? Yeah, um, definitely. There, there was. Go, um, go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> the uh, no, I I remember that scene you're talking about, Peter. It's just uh, there there could be a more backstory to like their whole love connection, how it sort of built up throughout their time, because they make it seem like I mean. He had been with the group for a few years before they had that click, I guess, before they got married. But there was something definitely missing between that part where the friend's like, hey, you know, Abraham's not going to be cool with this. Dude, I'm cool with you, but you may want to cool it, you know, and whatnot. But I think it boils back down to why the scenes of having the the, the father when he was back in the, the Dinos. If we, we could cut away those scenes altogether, then we'd be able to focus more on, <laughs> on Selena and Chris. Uh Brittany, what, what did you think about um, about the Chris and Selena? Do you think there was just enough? Do you feel like it was missing anything? I don't know. Uh, like Chris said, I wish there was a little more building up to their connection. Because, um, yeah, in the movie, it kind of really all happened really fast. Um, yeah, it was like, he's hot. And then... Mm-hmm. And then all We're of a sudden they're making out. And they're <laughs> Pretty much, like in the same time. Having pizza together. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I wish there was a little bit more shown. Yeah. Um, for their relationship. So just sort of caveat the whole like Chris Christina thing. So you remember the scene where right after they get married, they're about to do the gig in San Antonio and they're walking along the river walk. Okay. You all recall that? Yeah. And they go on the bridge. Yeah. And so that's... My wife might want to make sure I remembered to say this, but so that's where I proposed my wife was on that nice. bridge because that's one, of, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! It was it, it was pretty crowded. Yeah, it was sweet. like it was New Year's Eve, so there was a ton of people downtown. But I wanted to make sure I did it, you know, when the lights the the Christmas lights were hanging there on the Riverwalk. Oh, that's beautiful, man! Oh yeah, gosh, shout, shout out to Christina. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything amazing like that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share. But, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. My, mine's a little underwhelming compared to that. But uh, we got married in Maui on a beach, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, hey, that's, that's pretty, nice. yeah, pretty good. I think so. Yeah, thanks. Um, all right, well, Justin, what about you? Do you think there was enough, Chris, or um, could you have used a little bit more? Like, I, I kind of like that pizza scene. You know, I thought that was cute. You know, I, and I thought that scene was just enough. But we couldn't use more of scenes like that. So I was reading yesterday that Chris, you know, Chris Lean's husband, not Chris over <laughs> here, um, <laughs> was watching the movie and like live tweeting recently. Mm-hmm. And he said that that actual pizza scene is when they first told each other they loved each other. Yeah, and that. there's no mention of that in the movie, right? Yeah. It's just like a silly, I could eat a whole medium pizza. By myself. <laughs> um. So I think they took stuff away from their relationship. Like, I think it would have been more interesting to see more of it. Yeah. I mean, it is an interesting decision to to show these scenes with them together and have Abraham kind of pick and choose what needs to be shown. I feel like they should have had Chris Perez's input 
you know, on on all of this. And again, it, it just comes down to like this happening all way too soon. People are kind of, you know, they're kind of, they they have some reservations as far as how the story should be told because they're all still mourning. Um, it's really crazy. And right. uh, again, it's just Abraham thinking like, no, we got to, you know, put our foot down and we need to get started uh, telling our story. Like, no, this, this is Abraham's story, you know, with like your kids. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think Chris would have had a more accurate depiction of her probably right he would have known her better than abraham mm-hmm. did like you're your yeah your parents raise you yeah. but when you get to be an adult like your spouse is going to obviously know you better than your parent does um he's going to know different sides of her she's she's going to be completely her with him where she's probably putting on a little bit of a show for her dad to keep you know her image for him almost yeah i um, think i think chris would have made it more real yeah because um I think, Peter, you mentioned earlier that it, because Abraham was so involved with it, he made Selena look good. And that was it. Like, she was doing stuff with the, t- with the kids and stuff like that. Like, yeah. there was no there was realness. No yeah, yeah, there's no, like, I mean, nothing. It was a fairy tale. Yeah. It was a fairy yeah, tale, and exactly. then she died. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that's what I was saying. Like, like it's kind of vanilla. Like, we're not seeing anything bad. And I, I read that during the filming... Uh, Abraham was all like eloping. Like, how'd you know about this eloping? And I guess Gregory was all like, well, I talked to Chris and he told me about it. You know, so <laughs> if if Gregory didn't go and talk to Chris about some things, like we may not have gotten that scene. And again, that shows that like Abraham wasn't even in touch, like, you know, with yeah, exactly right. what went down. And so yeah. that's where, yeah, I was watching this movie and I'm just like, what is going on with this movie? Like, people like it. Like, so I was trying to find things. Um, it's not- Watch a- it now. Yeah, it's it's not a bad movie, but um, I I feel there's a lot of things that could be cut. Uh, there's that one performance that she has where I felt like it was a 20 minute scene. Uh, it's, it's the one where the, the fans go a little nuts and the stage starts like coming apart. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, I I felt like that took way too long for that to happen. That should have been like three minutes. You know, it's just <laughs> it. You know, if you can cut it down. She comes on stage, everybody's crazy. She puts on a song and they're just going wild and the stage, you know, starts falling apart. But I feel like Abraham, like, I, I don't know if he had a say in this, but it, the buildup was just lingering, you know, way too long. And I'm just like, when, when it happened, she, she performed and then it ends. I'm like, all that for just that? Like, I, <laughs> we could have done without that entire thing, you know, we, could have had a montage of her um, in different locales performing. I would have per- preferred something like that. Um, but there's just a lot of like, uh, uh, maybe not a lot. There's just a few unnecessary scenes where I'm like, we can do without. Just, just let's go further the story. And I want to get to kind of the end here where um, I know that it was their intention to not focus on her murder. Uh, again, it's probably a number of things to include that it was so fresh but I felt, if you want to tell her story, I feel that they should have also given Yolanda um, some more screen time as well and kind of going over that. What, what are you guys' thoughts? Uh, I completely agree. Um, I wanted a little bit, I wanted a little bit of more uh, Yolanda in that whole, because there was way more to Selena's death and with, you know, um, with, with Yolanda her, yeah. And all that. There was way more to that. Than it felt, in the movie, it felt like it happened so suddenly. Like, oh, she's embezzling money and then bam, Selena, you know, Selena's dead. Um, I just felt like they could have put more story onto that. I mean, and if you think back now when you were little, like, did it make sense to you? Like, why that even happened? I didn't even know what embezzling money meant <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> when I first saw the movie. So, yeah, it was kind of, uh, didn't make any sense yeah, to was, me when I was yeah, younger, was but then again, I was, you know, eight or yeah. whatever. I mean, not only that, also, when we had, like, the scene where um, I think Yolanda goes out to her, her car and Selena goes after her and she's like, why would you do that to me? And I go, well, where's this animosity coming from? We We get it that, you know, in the previous scene, they were just sitting there confronting Yolanda about what's going on. But I'm like, how does she go from zero to 60 so, so, so fast? Um, yeah. If we had gotten more... I'm okay with it. You're okay with it? Is that a little bit yeah, of Yeah, because like, I guess me knowing... 
Yeah, I'm fine with it. So, I mean, so there's a, one of the initial scenes where they, where, uh, Yolanda's introduced. I think there is just them two and they're back at the, her boutique, whatever, and they're trying to pick out like fabrics or something. And, uh, or actually it was getting, were they getting ready to go to the Grammys and Yolanda's there and she's trying to convince, Celine's trying to convince one of her friends to go with them to the Grammys. And the girl's like, no, I have too much to do. I have inventory to do. And Yolanda's like, don't worry about it. I know where everything's at. And that was like the foreshadowing to to show like, hey, like she has her hands and everything that that's dealing with Selena's business. But of course, I just sort of know that, I guess, even knowing the full true story outside of the movie. But I guess as somebody who's not super familiar with the or the whole scenario would probably see that that there's some gaps there. So I, that I get. But I'm I'm personally fine with the the amount of Yolanda they have in the film. Yeah, I, I I get that what you're saying, but kind of like what you said, there's a gap for me. I'm I'm from the West Coast, so I yeah. didn't get this coverage, and so that scene. It's that's funny fault. that you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny that you mentioned this particular scene because what I got from it was Yolanda's like, oh no, girl, you go you go ahead, I got this. I'm like, I was like, look at, she's like, look at that, she's friendly. I was like, she's friendly. Look at that, she she's willing to like not go to the Grammys, so so this other girl can go. I was like, look at that, you know. So I took it a different way, and if I did, I know I'm not the only one, you know. So I think maybe that scene was no, I, maybe yeah. not written well, but for somebody, Chris, you know that you know so much about this, it's it, it did what you know. For the fans of Selena, it, it made sense. You know, like you, you, you know, you got it, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, inventory, okay, this, this makes sense to me. Um, okay, so the next scene that we see her is when two women approach Yolanda and it's like, hey, so, you know, um, we're all gonna put in some money and, and get her something really nice. Yolanda's like, hey, I, I got the perfect ring. Let me get it for her, for her. She's gonna love it. That, that could have, we could have gotten more. Uh, of that like i it's like the bare minimum right this is just the bones of what what's actually going on um and i would have liked to see more rather than like abraham standing at a table and it's like, oh, so you know this makes no sense <laughs> you know i i want him to read like you know go through like these letters from fans like man what's going on with yolanda because i feel like didn't he confront her like in real life did he confront her first before bringing in selena and all that uh, my understanding is, yeah, they did. I think, like, the father and possibly the sister did. They all confronted her, uh, a few times before, before the actual incident. And I think, uh, Justine and Brittany covered that as well in one of the, in their podcasts where, uh, they had, Selena had met up with Yolanda a day or a couple of days prior to, uh, the shooting incident where Yolanda had claimed that she was raped by somebody in Mexico or some crap like that. So mm-hmm. there was a bunch of like crap that led up to the last scene. And my understanding was like the day she went to the hotel that last day to meet her, um, like Chris didn't know that she went by herself until like he woke up like, Oh, she's gone. Yeah. So I digress. <laughs> I think that happened the same day, right? Like she said, Selena went to go get, proof from her that she hadn't done this and she was like oh i was raped and then selena took her to the hospital mm-hmm. and then that wasn't true yeah, and then they came back been. and then she killed her so i feel like that whole situation wouldn't have fit in with this very you know fairy tale like fairy tale like movie but i think that would have almost said more for selena like that would have spoke more about her character right because here's this woman who's very clearly stealing from her Mm-hmm. who's doing her wrong and she's still concerned about her yeah. right and she her safety physically takes her to the hospital she's yeah. worried about her and then she comes back and she's murdered you know like i think that would have been i don't i feel like it would have been more important to see that than some of the other stuff that they showed but again like that wouldn't have fit in with the movie that they that Abraham uh, was trying to they, tell. they produced <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, and I don't know. Didn't Chris say that if he knew, like, he wouldn't have let Selena go go by herself, by herself at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. The whole thing's, uh, I don't know. It's so upsetting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I do wonder, like, if if we were to go back in time, those other movies and whatever that were going to be made, I feel those probably would have been TV made movies or made mm-hmm. for TV movies like a lot of true crime uh, movies are at first 
And if we got in, like a few more years of separation from the whole event, maybe mm-hmm. another director would have came along. Um, maybe another writer rather than a director who also wrote it with a bunch of um, uh, footnotes from Abraham. Like, you know, we need to tell it this way and that way. Maybe at that point, you know, things weren't so fresh that they could have filled in the gaps in another way to make the storytelling a little bit more interesting. Um, The end, again, I I understand why they chose not to show, um, like, the murder, like, at all. Like, like. All these things, just into what you were saying, it plays more up on her character, how she is very just trusting, right? I mean, this mm-hmm. woman was her friend for years. And um I think I think that's that was important to to tell. But I gotta admit though, I, I, I did cry at the very end. Always you know, so <laughs> Yeah, I I was not ready. I was, I was sitting there. I just I just stopped it at that last concert. Is that right? You don't even finish it anymore, huh? It's too too close for yeah. you. I I can't even imagine, Chris. Uh, what what you were you know having seen her in concert and being right there at home, um, but yeah, I was watching it and I was like I was like, oh man, are these like real fans or are these extras playing fans for this scene? And I just like my lips started like shivering. I'm like, oh no, don't do it, <laughs> don't do it. I, I just no, started trying. They're all real fans. Yeah. Oh well, no, I, I bet. Fans. I mean, it, it, even the extras were the locals, you know. So I, I can imagine them being fans. Yeah. But um, I was just, yeah, it, it was, it was, a, it was a very good ending. Just the story itself, it, it's kind of like it, it didn't prepare you for it because you're just like, oh, this is just way too happy. Then all of a sudden, like, oh, they show real footages and and all that. But I could have used more. I mean, this movie's like two hours and seven minutes. Is a it lot really of it could have been cut, yeah. and we couldn't use more of you know the the tragic day, um, yeah. because there's a lot of things that we just didn't get to see. And I understand that Abraham was just like, no, you know, we're gonna abbreviate this. I don't think that was the way to go. Um, any other last thoughts uh, of the movie? I, um, I'm, I'm gonna cut in front of you, Brittany. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I think it could have been done differently to get like a truer story, but. I don't know. It's like nine-year-old me still loves the crap out of that movie. Like it never doesn't make me cry. It doesn't ever make me laugh. Like it's not laugh. I should say it's just, I think for the age that I was when it came out, it was probably exactly what I needed to see. Like I didn't need to see the ugly aspects of it. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I still love it. Yeah. I agree with Pinsters. Ju- yeah. I, <laughs> I agree with Justine. Um, you know, I was, I was eight, so it was nice to see a movie of a Latina making her way in the music industry, um, specifically in the Tejano genre. Um, So it was nice to see. And like Justine said, I didn't need to see the ugly scenes. I was so young. Um, But, you know, now that we're sitting down and talking about it, I didn't realize there were so many things that people saw wrong with the movie. Because in my eyes, I love this movie, yeah. and it's like 10 stars to me, and it'll always be 10 stars to me. So um, it's nice to hear your guys' take on the movie and what you like and what you don't I like. Get, I give it give it seven and a half jalapenos out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, as I mentioned earlier, it has its, it has its cheesy parts, but uh, I think it was, it was done right. It was just to capture who she was as a person. Uh, as a human, as a, as a, you know, daughter, uh, as an artist, um, tr- like just natural talent across the board. You know, she never had any singing lessons, any choreography lessons. She was just who she was. And this, um, I think, I think o- overall it was done, it was done right. There could have been things done a little bit better to capture some scenes, but, um, it was, it was well done for, for its time and for what it was and for the short life that she had lived, you know, only, 23 years about to be 24 years old so um that's that's a lot of success for somebody at that age uh coming from a background um you know mexican-american the struggles and whatnot and i wore this shirt today especially for this oh, yeah, I think I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so that, that's a great that's also another great scene from the movie the whole yeah, bus scene it was. So, yeah. uh we we didn't <laughs> talk about I any scenes um did uh, ladies, uh, Brittany, we'll start with you. But did you have any favorite scenes that you just absolutely love? Anything for Selena's. I love that <laughs> scene so much. 
And uh, I love that it was it was real. Like, it was a real scene. I love that. Um, and I also love the transition from, like, when she's singing. It's the, at the end when she's singing and then the rose hits the floor. Mm. The white rose hits the floor and then it transitions into the coverage of her, the shooting and everything mm-hmm. like that. I think that that's when the rose hits, that's when I cry. Like every single time, every single time, <laughs> every single time. And it's just, I like the scene where she's singing and then, um, then like the family's all crying. I don't know why I like that scene. Don't ask. It's very, that's mor- my favorite scene. morbid of me yeah. probably. That's my favorite when the whole Is family's it? in the hospital and they start crying. And I think just because it gets like the most emotion out of me, mm-hmm. out of the whole thing, just when yeah. they all, it's like slow motion and they all start to break down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, me too. <laughs> I think it's even more sad because her music is playing yeah. in the background. Or, I mean, in the, you know, in the forefront. Um, but, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else, what other scenes I like. I, I do like the um, the pizza scene. I wish they would have said I love you. I wish they would have put that in. That scene where they were eating pizza, Chris and Selena were eating pizza. And- it didn't favor Abraham's story, Brittany. <sighs> well. No, here's the thing. I, I don't know that if it was that me- scene or maybe where they're on the pier, at, but at some moment, Chris does say, I love you too. It's, a, it's at the it's at the pier. I actually watched that part okay. uh, earlier today, and it's that's when he first says it, yeah, in the movie. Yeah, see, so, so he does say it, but yeah, the pizza, just to make it more real, you know, um, yeah, I agree with you there, Brittany. Uh, for me, I, I do like the whole, like, anything for Salinas. Um, I especially love it where they're on the bus and they're telling Abraham, like, So he didn't care about his bumper, huh? Nah, Daddy was happy. You should have seen these two big, tough-looking cholos. Dad, right, Joe? Yeah, man, they had tattoos and goatees. They're both cool. Yeah, man, he wanted to hang his bumper in his garage. Oh, yeah, like a shrine. Yeah, he, he was like, anything for Salinas. I mean, not Salinas, but Salinas with an S. It was weird. I mean, he didn't let me pay for it. He was like, he was happy to have his bumper taken off by our bus. Or by Salinas' bus. Oh, yeah, Salinas! Salinas. <laughs> Quit it. What? You're it, girl. That's something you would see a family actually talk about. And they're teasing Selena about it, too. And she's just, like, kind of flattered and blushing and all that. I, I love that. Because that, to me, that, that seemed very, very real. Um, and again, I, I feel maybe because Jacob Vargas was also in that scene. I'm just thinking like, dude, I need more of you because I, I, I like you as a character and an actor. So, uh, couldn't use more of them. Suzette, I, you know, she's had her moments too. Um, but that's what sticks out to me are like those little moments that, as a family because I felt like it was real. Uh, Abraham, when he goes like ape shit, like on the bus and he's like yelling again, yo, like, oh, yeah. Edward James almost is, is great. Um, uh, Jennifer Lopez couldn't have, you know, I couldn't think of a, a better actress, right? She was a, an OG fly girl, you know, from In Living yep. Color, yeah. right? So she had the <laughs> dance moves. So when you're a dancer, you know, you got the timing right. So, and it's kind of cool that she was just able to sing too. And after filming this movie, that's when she decided to uh, pursue her singing career. And so uh, J-Lo, again, just perfect casting. I know Samuel Hayek, uh, I don't know if she actually auditioned, but oh, yeah. I know that she turned down the role just because it was way too fresh. And, you know, she, um, yeah. you know, ended up doing Frida with the same director, like, later on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, um, out, out of 10, see, I, I haven't rated movies in a while because I kind of just pulled up, like, the IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. But I'm going to give this, like, um, okay, what? Okay, here we go. I'll pull up the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, jalapenos. Jalapenos. <laughs> yeah, jalapenos. Okay, uh, jalapenos. Um, rotten jalapenos. You know, gives it sixty-five percent. So, so it's fresh at sixty-five percent. IMDb has it six point seven out of ten. So that's in line with uh, what I think about the movie. Having said that, I think the movie depicts Selena in a very bright light you know she is uh, a great musician she's a great person that smile i mean uh, j-lo smiles great but i've seen pictures of selena i've seen the footages that they show in this movie that's a great smile you know so um i think she's a very lovable character i just felt like this um the idea that abraham had for this movie wasn't the right idea uh i think he should have just been just a consultant and not have a hand in saying director and writing or anything like that. Um, 
And I, I do want to give credit to Abraham. I know I keep shitting on him, but <laughs> I want to give him credit for uh, you know getting a brown director, you know, who also wrote the movie. But this cast is mostly brown people, and I think the very few times that we see like uh, a person that's white, it's like the two music producers, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. keep showing up at these different places. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, is she ready to kind of convert, you know, to the American side yet? That that whole deal. So that's that's kind of cool, right? I mean, La Bamba did the same thing. You had like the one white producer, you know, and then the white girlfriend. But um, you know, for for the cast being you know mostly brown, like ninety five percent brown, uh, and doing pretty successful for you know coming behind Liar Liar, just what was it twenty million difference? I mean, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. Um, so I think the, that'll do it. Uh, I want to thank you, ladies and Chris, you know, for for coming on. I thought this was really good. So hopefully, uh, you know, the listeners enjoyed it. But um, ladies, why don't you again uh, just kind of tell them about uh, your show and maybe an episode that they can start off with? I mean, maybe even Selena, you know, if they want to start off with that. But where they can also uh, get a hold of you guys if you welcome the interaction. Brittany, find me which episode Selena is. Um, <laughs> uh, Stat. Uh, so we are, you know, it's about damn crime on Instagram and Facebook, uh, IADC podcast on Snapchat and Twitter. Uh, reach out to us. We will talk to you. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> um, good or bad, we talk to everyone. Um, yeah, definitely check out the Selena episode first, especially if you're coming from here. Uh, we don't know what episode it is. Oh my gosh. We're I'm, very unorganized. No, by the way. you know what? This whole new iOS update on iPhone uh, yes. got my iTunes messed up. It. And so I don't know how to find anything. I don't know how to do anything on this. So, well, there's a Selena episode somewhere in there. It's right. called I, Selena. I tweeted yeah. at them too. <laughs> it's yeah, episode, episode 11. 11. Thank you, Chris. Episode 11. You're the real MVP, Chris. It's like Queen of the Hano. <laughs> it's called Queen of the Hano. Oh, I, don't, I don't name them. I don't remember. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, come check us out. And, uh, Talk to us afterwards. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, this was a great time. Yeah, thank you, ladies. Yeah, y- um, y'all had y'all had me rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up the the episode. Of, oh, Stranger Danger, um, episode twelve, one, one in crime. That's the episode that I want to kind of um, point people to if you guys want to laugh your ass off about DJing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just kind of take it back to what I said at the, the top of the show there. Uh, uh, Chris, are you on social media? I mean, I know we're friends on Facebook and stuff like that. Do you want to welcome any interaction if anybody wants to talk Selena with you? Salinas, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or true crime. Um, hey, no, right. just yeah, fa- your CID, so. Yeah, so if you want to do a, uh, what's the what's the movie with um, John Travolta? Uh, oh, General's, General's Daughter. Daughter. Yeah, so we'll have to do that one one day. Absolutely. He does a cheesy portrayal of a, of a CID <laughs> agent. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> uh, no, I'm only on Facebook, uh, but... No, I'm I'm looking into the whole podcast world, going through you know through Peter and through you ladies. So uh, keep me entertained. Keep doing what you do. All right, I appreciate that. Um, for me, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Paulstalgic. I'm part of the Court and Parts Podcast Network. So on there, you can also find my other uh, podcast. We got five, where it's a top five list show. Every week is a different topic. We're just running down our top fives. Um, I do another movie podcast called Original Remake, where we take an original film and discuss and compare it to its remake. So one of our more popular ones, uh, a lot of people we've been getting a lot of love for is It. So, um, you know, the movie's doing very well, and that episode is doing very well as well. Um, And I think uh, that'll wrap it up. If anybody has suggestions, you can send it our way. Uh, If you guys want all of us to collab on another episode, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. We want to hear what you're talking about. Um, But if you subscribe to the show, or even if you're a new listener, please consider leaving an iTunes review for the show. It'll really help out the visibility. You know, we were just kind of talking shit about how iTunes or Apple Podcasts, they changed their their whole format, and it looks like shit. And so it's really (laughs) hard for people to find, you know, smaller and newer shows like us. So your reviews and your ratings will definitely help. You know, other people are going to see it. If you guys are positive, people are going to check us out. So help support people of color. All right. Um, and if you guys do check out uh, It's About Damn Crime. Yep. Yes. Please consider leaving them an iTunes review. Right. So just uh, really, we would all love the uh, the support. So uh, thank you to all of my guests. And thank you for everyone who listened. Um, and thanks for your time. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Late at night when all the world 
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.